Well, here it is once again. It's time for the Inside EMS podcast. Seems like I have the same opening every week. I may need to come up with a different opening, um, but uh, no, shake your head. But uh, you see him there, so it's best that I introduce him. If you're watching us on video, uh, you can see he's wearing his hat and he's back with us. If you're not checking us out on video, check us out at EMS One Video on YouTube. <laughs> But here he is uh, with some big news we're going to talk about. But don't spoil it yet, KG. Kelly Grayson, what's going on? Oh, man, just uh, just living the dream. Um, writing and uh, and toiling away, slaving away at a hot keyboard day after day after day uh, and, and doing that sort of thing. Trialing a, a couple of uh, products for EMS one, uh, where I'll write those up on my column. Those that's going to be pretty neat to use that on patients, but we'll talk about that when the time comes. That's so. right. And uh, I do want to Cecil the combat wombat shirt. So you need to get into the merch so we can now start, uh, we're going to have know, selling the merch of yes, Cecil the combat we're, wombat. We're going to have Cecil the combat wombat challenge coins. Uh, we'll have a unit patch for the, uh, very cool. uh, first engineer's uh, detachment um drop 20 and roll for damage uh we'll have uh we'll have uh battle of waffle house and uh and uh siege of waffle house uh uh challenge coins and and merch and stuff as well for fans of the waffle house the scattered smothered and spellbound universe and the cecil the combat wombat universe very cool we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the book uh, at the end i think it's uh, just something we, yeah. uh, we did a really good show on uh, everybody's got a book title in them, Kelly. I was a few, and we got some good shows. titles too. We got some good titles. Uh, we got some people who said, "I want you to help us with uh, my book that we're working on as well." Um, and uh, we just want to touch a little bit more on that and give a little bit mm -hmm. more insight if people are really serious about it. But one of the things that I think was really interesting is uh, what happens. This is what we want to talk about today: is what happens when you decide to change jobs. And you have to now prepare for something new. So, Kelly Grayson, you've been working in uh, Louisiana for about 325 years now. And uh, <laughs> you have a really long tenure with your current employee or employer. But uh, the news is, and maybe I don't break it. Why don't you break the news to everybody out there in, in inside EMS land? Okay. Well, uh, I as, as Chris uh, alluded to, I have been a... A uh, critical care paramedic for Acadian Ambulance in Southwest Louisiana for 15 years. Uh, been an EMS for 30 years. All of that in Louisiana, although I'm also licensed as a paramedic in Texas. Um, but I'm about to make a, a big change. Uh, starting August the 7th, I will be the lead instructor for the new COAMPS accredited paramedic program at Clarkson University in Potsdam, New York, upstate New York. Uh so looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a wonderful change of pace. Um, people tell me, oh, man, get rid of the uh, uh, get ready for the for the snow, man. It's just going to be frigid up there. And I'm like, dude, I'm a big fat dude. It's like I'm wearing a fur coat in the summertime. I, I'm, I welcome a little snow. I welcome a lot of snow. Uh, I have seen snow before. I am a Louisiana native, but I've actually been in it before and I don't mind it. I don't mind. I love cold weather. So oh, you're going to looking gonna, forward to it. You're going to get it, man. You're going to get it. But, you know, so I, we thought we'd take this opportunity that Kelly has and let's talk about what we need to know to switch jobs and to prepare for a new employer. 
because uh, we all do it, right? We don't really mm-hmm. stay where we are forever. And 15 years is a long time to have tenure with a company. But let me ask you this question first, Kelly. I mean, so you've been happy with your employer relatively, yep. right? You have a good employer. They take yep. good care of you. Uh, you have been critical of your dispatch center, which we won't get into. But um, I think every paramedic and EMT is critical of their dispatch center in some ways. And dispatch centers probably are critical of the field crews right. as well. So that's not unusual. But let's talk about what was your motivation to look for a new position and, you know, especially one that's going to re- relocate you into one of the best states in the world? Well, uh, it's. You know, I, I hearken back to your lessons about emotional intelligence and and uh, being introspective and seeing things in yourself. And and uh, the uh, uh, I've reached a, a certain level of of uh, burnout where where, where uh, a change of pace is necessary. I've always joked throughout my career that I I teach until I, until I start to hate students, and and then I work on a truck until I start to hate patients, and back and forth, and that's been my secret to career longevity. Um, but with the the recent health scare, um, and uh, and the the level of of uh, mental and emotional fatigue I'm going through, I, I figured it was a time for a change of pace, and to still stay in the profession that I've dedicated my life to. So I'm going to be to be teaching. And, uh, I think it's going to be good for my physical health. Um, my, my girlfriend cooks healthy meals instead of the convenience store diet that I, uh, I adhere to now. Um, I'll be able to work nine to five Monday through Friday, go home at a predictable hour, um, and not be woken up at three o'clock in the morning to go drive five miles and turn around and come back. Uh, it'll be a welcome change of pace. And, uh, I've always had a passion for teaching and this, and I've always said, you know, uh, it would be nice if I could uh, be on the ground floor of building a program from the ground up. And this is this is the ideal opportunity for me. So I can't wait to get started at Clarkson. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really cool. And you are the uh, quintessential EMS educator, one of the best, I think, in the United States, Thank probably you. probably fifth, I think, if we have to guess. You know, we put probably <laughs> probably our good friend Dan Limmer up there, and then I think there's, yeah, yeah. Well, there's Chris Subalero, I think, has a good uh, background. In well, when I grow EMS up, education. I want to be Dan Limmer or Dan Batesy, but the problem yeah. is, is I don't know if I'm ever going to grow up. So that's that's, that's, that's the problem the too, obstacle. man. Yeah. So that's the big thing. But anyway, um, so when we think about you know your move, and uh, I guess you say your girlfriend cooks, so if she's going to travel with you to New York, you probably should marry her. Nancy, you yeah, listening? You Kelly know, wants to marry you. Hey, man, someone twist her arm. Uh, I think I'm going to have to be on good behavior for a little while. Oh, okay. All right. Before, we'll I, before she says that, that's the- what she says. I, I think I'm on probation. I'll have to be on good behavior for a little while. I'll right. show that I'm marriageable material. So we won't so. we won't interfere then anymore there. But uh, all right. So now, <laughs> Kelly, as you think about this, you, you have to leave your position, right? And we always talk about we don't want to mm-hmm. burn bridges. We want to make sure that we leave good, strong relationship. As yep. you now transition in the next three weeks, I guess you'll give some notice, you'll do your shifts, and then you'll transition to your... What are the things that you want to be able to do in your uh, current role um, as you start to depart them and and you know give them uh, the continued loyalty you've given them for 15 years? Well, I, I don't want to leave Acadian in, in a bad place. Uh, and and unfortunately, to, to leave is to leave them in a bad place because... Uh, I work a station that is hard to staff. 
uh, and paramedics are everybody is suffering from a paramedic shortage. So when we lose uh, a a longtime member of the workforce, it hurts. Uh, and and I hate to be the one to do that. The best I could do was uh, was give them uh, notice as early as I could, and I gave them them notice uh, a week ago. So I actually gave notice at Acadian before the formal offer came from Clarkson. Uh, I had to, I had to, that was a roll of the dice there, wasn't it? It was a leap of faith. Uh, it was a leap of faith. Yes. But, um, it was a justified leap of faith as, as well. Um, and, uh, you know, Acadian, when they hired me, uh, took a chance because at the time, uh, I had a, a fairly extensive national, uh, audience as an EMS advocate and a blog and podcast and whatnot. And, and I, I was a known quantity, and and people who've read my blog and listened to my, our podcast know that I I have certain strong opinions on things, and I am not shy about vocalizing those opinions. So there was some question uh, on management's part whether I would be a good fit for Acadian. Um, wasn't any question in my mind. Um, I wouldn't have applied to them if I didn't think they'd be a good fit for me. And my philosophy has always been. That if you're going to work for a place, you may not agree with everything, uh, every policy, but if you sign on the dotted line, you're bound to follow those policies. And that's one reason I've, uh, I, you know, I, I fit in well with Acadian. I don't have a problem. If I make a commitment to a place, I'll follow their rules uh, cheerfully. Um, one reason I haven't ever lobbied for a position as white shirt is because uh, not only do you have to follow those rules, you have to enforce them and, and, uh, uh, with some degree of uh, cheerful enthusiasm, and some of them I don't believe in. That is a case where anywhere you work. You're uh, so you're such a baby. You're such a baby. But but uh, they, you know, I I, I really cannot complain. Uh, my my only or or my dissatisfaction with anything uh, in my current role has more to do with my. Uh, this point in my career arc than it does with, uh, with management. And they've been a, it's a great place to work, you know, really great place to work. They'll let you grow. They pay you a fair wage, a, a very fair wage. And in, in, in my case, uh, give you good equipment and, and let you do your job without handcuffs. And, and I can't, and I can render no higher praise for an EMS agency than to say that uh, they let me do my job without handcuffs and yep. their overriding question whenever I've made a clinical decision that say disagree or or didn't exactly follow their protocols, their overriding question was, was it good for the patient? Yep. Was good. it well thought out? Was it good for the patient? And and that's, you know, you can't wish for better as a clinician. Yeah. And I think so. that you have the, uh, you know, you've talked about them very well over the years as well. So this is very consistent. Mm -hmm. And the time that you've spent with them, it seems that they've been an awesome organization to work for. So now, yes. as you start this transition, Kelly, you're actually changing. I mean, you're 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 a consummate instructor, you're a consummate <laughs> professional. You 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 love being able to teach people. You have a a knack for doing it. But you're coming out of the truck now, and you're going yeah. into a different position. What's your mindset now of having to change from delivering care? to teaching the next generation who's going to be delivering care. You and I have talked about the challenges in EMS education for years and years now, but yeah. what's your mindset now to move from that of a clinician to that of a full-time uh, professor? I'm going to call you professor. Yeah. You call me professor. Grayson. I'm not going to call fine. you doctor though. Cause I'm, I'm working no, on my no, doctor. Well, well, give me, and give I'm going to wait for you to call me doctor. 
Um, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to have to be more regimented in my, in my, uh, time management. Um, you know, when you go to work as a medic, you know what you're going to be doing for the next 24 hours. You don't plan anything for the next 24 hours. And, and what I plan works around my, my, uh, my days off. Um, so I might have a more regimented schedule and, and we'll, we're building a program from from the ground up. There's already an EMT program in place there, but we're building uh, a paramedic program uh, that our first co cohort starts in November and graduates next August. So it's going to be all hands in the cook, and and that's going to be a challenge. Uh, it's going to test my organizational skills uh, in working with our program director, Doug Wildermuth, uh, and and the consultants we've hired to to uh, help us build this program, uh, how to structure it and how to do it well. But the philosophy behind uh, behind building this program is something I can get on board with. They're all about ex experiential learning uh, and and shifting the paradigm in EMS education away from just traditional classroom and lecture format and lab format and that sort of thing. And and uh, I'm I'm anxious to be a part of that, but mindset mainly now I, i'm i'm not totally getting away from the truck uh, uh clarkson wants their uh, their people to maintain clinical proficiency uh and and uh not necessarily be uh, someone who has you know left the street behind and and doesn't isn't in touch with current clinical practices and and the people that are that are uh, uh, out there on the trucks so i'll find some rescue squad that that needs a medic part-time and and but the the nice thing is I'll I'll work a truck when I want to work a truck rather than when I have to work a truck. Yeah. That'll be nice. All right, cool. So when now you you um, take this position, and you know you've kind of laid out a little bit of uh, mm -hmm. that you're developing developing it from the ground up, uh, yeah. and you're kind of going to spearhead as the leader of the program. I mean, what's your approach going to be? How do you how do you now? you know, develop a program that has to be up in what, four months and, yeah. and now, um, have to graduate them this time next year. Ooh, uh, <laughs> we're going to find out that's for darn sure. Um, we have a consultant who, who is, uh, uh, the program is hired prior to me, who is, uh, has a proven accelerated paramedic program that, that he has had good success with in the past. And he is uh, he is working on implementing that program uh, at at Clarkson. I will be doing the majority of the instruction and will be involved in in working with the uh, hand in hand with this consultant in developing the the curricula. But most of the groundwork is laid, and that was something else that was very attractive to me as well. Uh, I'm not I'm not building. Uh, I'm not starting from scratch yet. I'm in early enough that that I can have some influence over over how you know tailor the 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 uh, 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 curriculum to my my strong suits and what I think works best and, and whatever. Um, so lesson design, you know, and, and how I how I uh, uh, implement experiential learning in the curriculum and and how we structure a flipped classroom. We'll be doing a flipped classroom and and we'll be doing hybrid education. That's the nice thing is, about this program is just about everything is is also distance learning enabled. Um, every classroom we use, every lab we use has uh, has uh, video link connections, uh, which necessary because in the dead of winter there are going to be days when 
when either I or, or the students won't be able to make it out of their house and, and down the road to to the campus. So uh, we may be doing some some of this stuff over a Zoom connection. So planning around that and and making sure that uh, that this is a uh, uh, a viable program is is going to be the challenge. But I'm looking forward to it. I've done it in Louisiana uh, with far less. Uh, with with EMT and advanced EMT programs, I've I've done exactly what I'll be doing in, at Clarkson, uh, with far less resources and support, and done it successfully. Cool. So uh, it'll be nice to work in a university system uh, that that uh, uh, the Lewis uh, School of Health Sciences uh, at Clarkson. Uh, the dean there is very committed to uh, um, to what we're we're trying to do. And uh, they share a a uh, uh, a focus and commitment on bringing affordable EMS education to rural communities, and that's uh, the vast majority of the students in the program are from rural upstate New York communities uh, mm-hmm. in places where there are significant EMT shortages. So um, we're trying to hit uh, exactly where uh, the holes are in the workforce and to uh, plug that hole. Very cool. Maybe the since it's a college, they could work with you work with you on being a little bit more succinct when you talk, because I've been trying to get a word. Perhaps, perhaps they could. Well, yeah, yeah no, but we, we I've been doing the same with you for for ten years now, man. So, so, but let me ask you this. I mean, so let's switch gears a little bit. So, it, it sounds like you know we've given a lot of thought to leaving a, a, an employer and uh, you know transitioning to a new employer and the things mm-hmm. that we need to be able to think about. But if we can put this in the tips for the workers and for the listeners, because they're going to go ahead and move to new positions as well. So we've already talked about we never mm-hmm. want to burn a bridge. I mean, even if you hate the place you work, you never yeah. know that you may have to go back to them one day and say, you know, are mm-hmm. you looking for any help? Uh, you want to be able to say goodbye to the people and, and be as as charming as you could be when you leave, right? But when you think about yeah. this from the tips of of transitioning to a new job, and I'm sure you've had to sit there and kind of lay out one, two, three, four, especially if you're moving states, right? Um, oh, yeah. What kind of tips do you give the listeners? Uh, career-wise, um, you know, make yourself valuable to perspective. Uh, employers. You know, if you're not happy where you are, um, you can make a good living at EMS. You can have career satisfaction in EMS. You might not be able to have those things at the place you are currently. And I'm not saying I was not satisfied or paid well as a Canadian ambulance. The opposite is true. However, there are plenty of EMTs and paramedics out there that are in bad situations and they're not appreciated. Uh, And what have we said for years, Chris? Vote with your feet. You know, if you stay at those organizations, uh, they'll fail eventually uh, because they can't keep people. Get good people, uh, uh, focus on being a good EMT or medic and and, and getting the things, the skills, the certifications, uh, the attitude that is attractive to prospective employers. And God knows it's an employee's market right now. I mean, everybody needs EMTs. You can pick and choose and look for your slot. Uh, you just have to make yourself attractive. And, you know, I don't have all the certified, uh, I had that? a wallet full of certifications. Kelly, how what? do you do that? How do you make yourself valuable to an organization? Well, first of all, you, you want to, uh, you want to have the, the certificates on the wall, the, the credentials, the cards, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, 
the other thing is is you know maybe a body of work uh is is helpful um and and i have been blessed in that ems one and ems world and and gyms and and other places have given me a form to to write and to speak and uh many ems conferences around the country have given me those and you know i i i wasn't i didn't fall into this uh i i beat the beat the uh shook the trees um and people gave me a chance early on. And then that's one, one of the things that like EMS is EMS one has been uh, very good to new authors and new EMS advocates and that sort of thing, giving them a shot to, to get their voices heard and to build a brand. Yeah. Um, and, and that worked in, in my, uh, uh, in my favor in this case. Uh, also part of building a brand uh, is sometimes your brand is a turn off. You know, and I'm I'm fully aware that some some agencies, uh, uh, prospective employers are not jazzed about the Kelly Grayson type. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not a good. You know, it's about being a good fit. I'm with you as well, man. I mean, there are people out there that love Chris Avalaro. There are other people who don't uh, prefer him, but uh, you know, those are the people that we don't need to talk about, right? But. You know, one of the things that I talk about with my coaching clients all the time is the opportunity to create, I'm sorry, is the ability to create opportunity, right? So when you talk about build a body of work, it really has to be able to get back to the point of saying, you know, for you to be successful, you have to be able to ensure that you're doing what needs to be done to build the opportunities for your success. And um, that's really what it comes down to is your opportunity to create success. And I, there's something to that, you know. They say that they say that uh, opportunity only knocks once, but just because opportunity knocks doesn't mean you're ready to answer the door. And you That's have true. to be able to That's be ready, true. but you've got to be able to create your own opportunities for your own success, right? So, yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? I I agree exactly. You know, and, and one of the things that that I've done in recent years is get my degree. You know, partly because I have long advocated that. A, degree requirement for paramedics should be a minimum uh we should we should have a uh uh, a minimum degree requirement to become a paramedic in the united states and i didn't have one i had all the hours i just didn't have the parchment uh so i went and got one and had i not had that degree i I wouldn't have qualified for this for this uh opportunity when it came knocking uh and the the nice thing is is it will uh this opportunity will allow me to continue my education and and, uh, and, and get more degrees. Um, so education wise and getting those those credentials uh, is important. Um, you know uh, what do the what do they say uh, um, you dress for the job you want, not the job you have uh, and all the Batman suits were were rented so um, I had to actually you know, walk the walk when it comes to education and, and credentialing and whatnot and, and, and get the things that I espouse that, that a professional paramedic should have. So. Yeah. Very cool, man. I mean, I think that that's a lot of great stuff and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we wish you the best of luck. I'm sure as you go on, we're going to be talking about your new role oh, yeah. and the lessons learned because we're going to be able to pick this discussion back up yes, and uh, be able to give more tips. But uh, I did want to take some time and give you kudos on your, uh, short stories you know i talked about my shirt cecil the combat wombat and mm-hmm. uh, just now uh recently on the 25th of june you had another release of a short story and uh um give us a little bit about that yeah um 
uh, it was uh, the second uh, uh, entry in the Scattered, Smothered, and Spellbound universe. Uh, it's about a supernatural uh, se- uh, internal security corps for Waffle House. Uh, they keep the the peace and uh, among the supernatural entities that frequent ra- Waffle House. And the first story was uh, Battle of Waffle House 814. And the second one was uh, the story of one of their original recruiters, uh, a character named Tully Roberts, named after a friend of mine. Um, so this one was called They Call Me Tully and uh, how he became a uh, uh, Marine Force Recon Staff Sergeant with the unique ability of uh, telepathy uh, and became a senior recruiter for Whisk, the Waffle House Internal Supernatural security core so, <laughs> so uh it's uh it's it's a fun little romp i got to write a little mill sci-fi in there you know and and and, and transition from from writing you know battle scenes in, in in vietnam to to uh high fantasy where you rescue a fairy queen and now you're recruiting for a supernatural security corps it's like uh um you know it's like the dirty dozen or uh or uh, the Expendables. Uh, only these people have supernatural abilities along the lines of the the Dungeons and Dragons uh, character classes: bards, sirens, clerics, monks, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna redshirt you in a story. Yeah, soon. what you've been gonna, saying about that forever, man. I need to get. I, I don't know. I just I haven't thought of a suitably gruesome and horrific death for you. Maybe. But when I do, you'll How about that you'll, ostrich I'll, story you once told. That yeah, that's true, but that already happened. So oh, I'll, okay. I'll have to come something up new, with an, I'll have to come okay. up with another one. But I've got another story coming out uh, in in early August. This is the uh, the third uh, or the second installment in the um, uh, the Cecil the Combat Wombat. Uh, uh, Cecil the Combat Wombat is an uplifted sentient wombat who works as a uh, covert subterranean marsupial in Australia's armed forces. And the first one was uh, Cecil the Combat Wombat, the Battle of Wombaya Caverns. And the next one is uh, Cecil the Combat Wombat, the War and Bungle campaign, where I introduce uh, sexy, uplifted mongooses, or mongeese, as they're called, uh, into the story. And there will be another Waffle House. Yeah, Yeah, there's Siege of Waffle House 1347 comes out uh, uh, toward the end of this month. You just love the Wombats and the Waffle House. So there is people ask me for more of them. So, man, you need to write more in this universe. So it's like, okay, I I just, you know, I have a few beers uh, and, and, you know, it comes to me as if in a dream. Yeah, very cool. So if people want to contribute to your retirement, where do they find these books? They will find them on my author page, Stephen Kelly Grayson at Amazon.com. Uh, just just do a, a search and it'll come up on my author page. And the second volume of my EMS memoirs uh, is coming out the 28th of this month. It is available in that for pre-order one? now. Uh, no, you'll be in the third one. You'll right. be in the third one. This is the, t- the, the second 10 years of my EMS career. Uh, and the last, uh, the last, uh, um, edition of it will be uh, um, end of tour, and it'll probably be slated for late 2024, early 2025, and it'll be the uh, the last 10 years of my EMS career. I would think but, that um, after 10 years of being partners, I get my whole chapter. I get my own chapter. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to be you're going to be woven throughout and interspersed and everything. Oh, okay. It's just you know. All right. Good. So we'll we'll tell we'll tell amusing Chris Sevillero anecdotes uh, throughout. There's the a lot thing. of things we talk about that we can't air. So that's uh, something that that's we have true. To that is. But true. anyway, let's go ahead and get ready, and we'll get ready for our next show next week, and uh, let's end this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, guys, there are great EMS jobs out there. There are education jobs. There are management jobs. You have to make yourself attractive to those. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done, but the the most valuable tool in your toolbox is that is perseverance and a good attitude. Uh, don't let a bad work situation that you're in right now keep you from becoming a better medic and a better person. And eventually you'll find a place that values those things. But you've heard what we think about it. We'd like to hear what you think about it. Give us a, a drop us a line at the show at ems1.com don't forget to rate us on itunes and watch our video cast on, on youtube and you know go to go to kelly grayson's author page on amazon and buy those books and buy me that swanky double wide i've had my eye on for so long uh, only this time that double wide will be in in upstate new york thanks for tuning in to inside ems and to catch you guys next week <laughs>